Joshua chapter number one. Joshua was Moses' servant, came out of Egypt with him, fought for Moses constantly. He'd seen God move countless times through Moses. He knew everything that he should be doing, uh, which was to follow Moses. And sometimes that's all you have is the fact that you know you ought to follow after something. We all ought to be following God, but most important, but, but a lot of the times God puts people in your life that you know that you should uh, aid and, and take care of and just follow after in a way. It, it, it's, one of the, it's one of the things that he set up as far as his kingdom goes. But the problem is what do you do when the deck gets shuffled? What do you do whenever you've got all the cards on the table and you've got them laid out just right? I don't know if you've ever played solitaire, but if you get to that one place where you've got like three cards left, you're almost ready to do it, and the kid, uh, one of the kids comes by and just wipes their hand over the table and the whole deck just gets messed up and you had everything planned out and laid out and now you're trying to figure out what should I do? We've all been there. We've all been there in that moment. And unfortunately, we'll all be there again. But we get to walk by faith and not by what we see. So it's a benefit to us to believe in God in those trying times. But this is where Joshua finds himself. He's sitting there and Moses dies. Moses goes and dies on a mountain. And the Bible says that after the death of Moses, verse number 1, The servant of the Lord, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, go over the Jordan River, you, thou, and all this people unto the land which I give to them, even unto the children of Israel. Verse number one, Joshua was a minister of Moses. He was a servant of Moses. If you're interested in kingdom principles and kingdom truths, you will always find servitude right there at the head of the bunch. The Bible says that Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. I didn't come to be ministered to, but I came to minister. It's my good pleasure to bless you, so says the Lord. So all through the scripture, you see the kingdom is made up of a of an army or a group of servants. It's made up of people who are willing to do things for other people. So the Bible says that God speaks to Joshua, who up to this point had constantly spoken to Moses. Now he's speaking to Joshua. He says, my servant's dead. Now, therefore, arise. Well, that word arise is a very interesting word. It means to get ready or make preparation. It means to get yourself uh, girt about, get ready. Well, that's what the Lord would say to you. When you find yourself in that moment where you are your, your, the entire deck has been shuffled in your life and you're trying to figure out, should I go left or should I go right? The first thing that you need to do is arise. You need to get prepared. You need to get ready because whenever you begin to prepare for things, not only do you get yourself ready naturally and supernaturally, but you also get to that place in God where your faith starts to rise up. And the Bible says that faith without works is dead so you begin to show God I'm not just talking the talk Lord I'm walking the walk I'm getting ready for this thing that you've called me to Joshua had seen the miracles of God he fought for Moses he came out of bondage with Moses he saw the people rebel against God and he saw God begin to forgive them again he saw Moses get in between God's wrath and the people so Joshua could not be more prepared and that's where you find yourself you feel like you're not prepared but God says if you'll look over your life I 
I've been preparing you for this time from the very beginning of time. And it's your time right now to begin to get ready because I'm about to break you out of this thing so that when you break through, you can take everybody with you. He tells Joshua, he says, listen, Moses is dead. The one that you follow is dead. Now arise, go over the river, you and all the people, which land that I give you, to the land uh, that, that I give you, and unto the land which I give them, even the children of Israel. Verse number 3 says, every place, somebody say every place. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that, I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses, every place. Now, here's the interesting thing. Notice he did not say, I'm going to set you in an easy chair and I'm going to roll you around all of the land and everywhere that I push you in the easy chair, you will possess it. No, you are called to walk this thing out. That means left foot, right foot, left foot. Right there, right foot. When you don't understand, you take a step of faith. When you do understand, you take a step of faith. Knowing that the Bible promises you, that God promises you, that everywhere the sole of your foot will tread, He's going to give it unto you. That means when you walk on the job site and there's a whole bunch of nonsense going on, you by faith believe that the atmosphere changes when I walk in. Everything in my life shifts. The bank said they weren't going to give me the loan. But in the name of Jesus, when I walk in the building, everything's changing now. Because where I put my foot, I'll have it. Everything shifts. Everything begins to get different. You say, man, I've always had trouble with this family member. I've always had trouble with that family member. Well, you say, well, bless God. I'm going to walk into that room. And when I walk into that room, everything's changing. Because the Bible says, everywhere the sole of my foot treads, he's given unto you. When Crystal and I uh, decided to come over here, believe God it was the right time to come do it. One of the first things I did is I just started walking all over the city. And it wasn't because I would say that's the, that I, I see that in the scriptures, the number one thing that a pastor is supposed to do. But I needed something to put my faith behind. And I needed something to get something going. Because when you don't know how to do something, bless God, do something, lest we do nothing. So I said, in the name of Jesus, I claim every soul in the Brazos Valley for the kingdom of God. I come against the powers of darkness. And wouldn't you know it, I'm walking and I come again, I come up against this guy or come to this guy and I said, hey, how you doing, brother? We're fixing to start a church. It's a Holy Ghost Church, we're going to have a good time. Here's a message right here. He said, well, brother, I'm a pastor. He said, let me just stop right here and pray and believe God in the name of Jesus. And him and I have developed a good relationship all because I'm well, I was ready to get out of what I knew and get into what I don't know, believing God that where I put my foot, I was going to possess it. The Bible says that God told Joshua, everywhere you put your foot, you'll possess it. But you got to walk it out by faith, not by what you see. Listen, when I was walking, let me just tell y'all, it was July. It was hot as blue blazes. I mean, it was hot. You know what I'm saying? And I'm walking and I'm thinking, man, so I've walked like 30 minutes. That means I'm at least 30 minutes away from my truck. I'm going to sweat to death before I get back to it. It's what I'm thinking. But I'm not walking by what I see. I'm walking by faith. 
Verse number four, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, even under the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There is a specific place for you. There is a specific timing for you in your life. There is a specific timing for you and your family. There is a right place for you to be and a not right place for you to be. And if you can get in the right place at the right time, both naturally and supernaturally, all kind of things can manifest in your life. The Spirit of the God is, is talking to Joshua, telling him how he's going to bless him, telling him how he was with Moses, he's going to be with him, and everything begins to change in Joshua's life. And now the mantle, the anointing that was on Moses, he then begins to feel it. In verse number 5, he says, There shall not any man... Be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Listen to me. Nobody and nothing can stop the will of God in your life. You ought to look yourself in the mirror every morning. And say, I am completely unstoppable when it comes to the things of God in my life. God is not playing games with you. God did not save you so that you could uh, float around and feel bad when you accidentally say something when you hit your finger with a hammer. God saved you so that you would be an ambassador in this world and change the atmosphere everywhere that you are. God saved you so that you could be an ambassador in this world so that when you speak things come into existence like our Heavenly Father. God saved you so that you could be an ambassador in this world so your friends and neighbors who don't know Christ have an opportunity not just to know Christ but to see the Christ in you. He says I'll be with you everywhere and no man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. He says I will not fail thee. Did you know your ability is limited but his ability has no limit? Your ability can waver, but he has no wavering in him. Everything about him, everything about you shifts when he gets on the scene. He says he'll never fail you and he'll never forsake you. Which means in your worst moment, Peter, when you've cussed a blue streak and said, I don't know him three times, then you heard the rooster. The first thing you'll find out he says about you is, where's Peter? He's looking for you. The scripture says that he will take and leave the 99 sheep that are all fine and well kept and go into the wilderness and find you, prodigal son. Get to the place where you understand God is not in the forsaking business of his family. And if you don't believe me, pick which child you would forsake. I look at my children and sometimes they do everything they're supposed to do. And sometimes they don't. If my little girl, Trinity, who has a, has a knack for going out the back door when she's not supposed to, were to go out the back door after Daddy told her not to go out the back door and go stand in a fire ant bed and start screaming and crying because fire ants are biting my little two-year-old precious little girl, do you think I, as her father, would look at her and say, stand there and get bit because you disobeyed me? Absolutely not. How much more so does our Heavenly Father know how to bless us? He doesn't have any guile in Him. The Bible says if your child were to ask you for an egg, would you give him a rock? If your child were to ask you uh, for a, for some bread, would you give him a rock? If he ask you for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? He says, absolutely not. He says, don't you know I'm even better than that? 
Everything about God is saying, I'm not going to fail you. Everything about God is saying, I won't forsake you. If he was ever going to forsake you, if you were ever wondering if he, if, if forsaking was in your DNA, meaning if you ever thought he was going to turn away from you and leave you in the dust, the answer, what the, 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 the question was answered on Calvary when the, the, the king of all glory was laying spread before the world and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The answer is, is because it had to be paid. He won't forsake you because he forsook him. You see, everything about life shifts when God comes on the scene. Now Joshua is walking in this thing and he's talking in this thing and he's starting to feel it. He's starting to go, what's going on? And the Lord says to him in verse 6, he says, be strong. And of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give to them. Be strong. Shazak in the Hebrew. Be strong. Resolute. Firm. Rooted. Be courageous. Understand that there is an inheritance that you are vying for and that you are holding fast for. There were promises made to your father and to your father's father all the way back to our father Abraham. There were promises made that you and I can lay hold to and the Spirit of God were to say to you today, be strong, be resolute, be courageous. You say, what does courageous mean? It means something different in a lot of different situations. When I explain it to my little girl, it's, it's, it's understanding that though I feel a little bit afraid, the fear that I'm feeling does not dictate my response. Meaning, uh, let's just stick with scorpions. I mentioned the scorpion earlier, and we, we, we see occasional scorpions at the house. If there's a scorpion in the room, that does not mean that you have to climb up this wall and get out of the room. It means you need to grab a, a magazine or something and go kill it. Now, this is, this is five years, this is, what is she, eight years old. This is eight-year-old terminology. Because you feel afraid of that, that doesn't mean that you don't respond to it. Because listen to me, honey, if you do not respond, Respond to that scorpion, you might find that scorpion under your pillow. Oh, daddy, I don't want it under my pillow. Be strong. Be courageous. Because what you don't deal with now, you'll deal with later. Be strong. Be courageous. For under this people shall thou divide an inheritance. An inheritance. You and I have rights to the kingdom of God that were purchased by the spotless blood of a Savior. The Bible says that you and I are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. That means when we talk about God, we say, yeah, my daddy up in heaven. The scripture says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I can't wait till my cows get here. Everything about your life is tied to the kingdom. Everything about your life is tied to him. And the minute you start remembering who you are and speaking those things into your life, things start to shift. Verse number seven. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou may observe to do according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper wherever you go. Listen, any time in the Bible where something is repeated quickly, it is a spiritual exclamation point. 
Here's what he said in verse 6. Be strong and courageous. And verse number 7. Only be strong and courageous. Listen. He wouldn't have said it twice if you weren't going to have the opportunity to do it. That means you're going to come against things. Things are going to come against you. Only be strong and courageous. You say, what does that mean? That means when the winds of life blow and the storms of life come and it feels as though your ship is going to sink, be strong and be courageous. Nobody wants to go through something hard. But bless God, you don't want to stay in it either. Go through it. Be strong. Be courageous. Turn not, the Bible says. Turn not to the right. Turn not to the left. Stay the course. Oh, I feel that. Stay the course. You say, it gets so hard. Yeah, I know. Stay the course. You say, I don't understand it all the time. I get it. Stay the course. We have a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Don't turn to the right. Don't turn to the left. Draw some lines in your life. Decide we do this because we're saved. We don't do this because we're saved. Let something in your life testify that I do not turn to the right, nor do I turn to the left. My focus is on Him, Him alone. I will complete this thing. Though the, wars, though the waves raise against, rage against me, I'll be courageous, I'll be strong. And when I have the opportunity to be fearful, I'll be courageous and I'll be strong. I won't go to the right, I won't go to the left. I'm going to stay the course. And the way you do it is you decide before you get there. I'll never forget what my daddy used to tell me when I would go at 16 years old and, you know, had a pickup truck and life was great. And he knew I was probably, you know, thinking I was going to go drive it too fast and all this other stuff. And he said to me, son, he said, you don't have anything to prove. I remember in that moment, I'm like, what's he talking about? I'm going to burn the tires off of this truck. (laughs) Get up, wait. You have nothing to prove. And he would always tell me, you have nothing to prove, nothing to prove. I'll never forget when it hit me. I don't have anything to prove. Now listen, he could have told me that one time. And maybe I would have remembered it in the right moment. But he didn't tell me that one time. He told me that every time I left the house. Bible says... That we need to knock until the door is open. Remind yourself to be strong. To be courageous every day. Today's the day I'm going to be strong and courageous. When I feel doubt setting in, I'm not turning to the right. I'm not turning to the left. Let your life be a beacon and a lighthouse. Jesus told the disciples, go to the other side of the boat. To the other side of the sea. In the middle of the night, I might add. And wouldn't you know, there was a storm in the way. Did exactly what Jesus said and came upon a storm. Stay the course. 
If God's called you to something, if God, if you have children, they're going to get saved. Stay the course. If you see something weird and you hear something about them, stay the course. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Be strong. Be courageous and stay the course. Why? That thou may prosper wherever you go. That word prosper is an interesting word. It means to do well, not have lack. That means God is telling you, if you'll do this, if you'll be strong and courageous, I'll go everywhere that you go, everywhere you put your foot, I'll give it to you. I will be with you like I was with Moses. Don't go to the right, don't go to the left. Be strong and courageous. And if you'll do these things, I'll make you to flourish everywhere you're put. I don't know about you, but I want to flourish. I want my children to flourish. I want the things that I put my hand to to prosper. I want this church to flourish. I want the lost born again. I want these altars filled with weeping teenagers. Turn to God. So that in the right season, in the right time of their life, they'll remember that God touched them. And they'll be strong and courageous and stay the course. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. Meditate. Speak. Study. Utter. Mutter. These are the the meanings that were meditate. Speak. Study. uh, uh, Bring it into your remembrance. Put it into the forefront of your mind. That means whenever you're feeling those allergies come on you. And listen, I, I'm, I may be a little bit radical on this, but when I feel an allergy, I just say, well, thank God for Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes I'm healed. I might still sneeze, but I'm not giving in. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be courageous. And hey, listen, I'm not talking about me. Everything I'm saying is by faith. This is what I'm saying to myself. I'm meditating on it. I'm getting this thing in me. When, 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 when I, I sense something that's a little out of whack or I, I, I sense something else or something's just not going right or even if it is going right, I say, thank God that he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thank God that he supplies my needs according to his riches and glory. Thank God that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank God that I'm more than a conqueror through him. Thank God that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Thank God that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. You meditate on that. You get it in you. Everything changes. The heroes of our faith, Wigglesworth, Sumrall, uh, uh, Hagen, Bull Roberts, Martin Luther, John Wesley, the heroes, they meditated day and night. I'm not talking about home you know, whatever. That's not for me. I'm talking about speaking, uttering, muttering, keeping it in your ears. If you're around somebody that talks a bunch of nonsense all the time, guess what? Don't be around them. I'm not talking about when you're going and winning the loss. That's another thing. I'm talking about the people in your life that whenever you say, well, bless God, I know I'm going to come out of this thing and in the name of Jesus, you know, he's going to open a door that I can't even see right now and they start ridiculing that. Hey, out of my life. Sorry. They're related to me. Gone. All the time, meditating on the Word of God, 
meditating on the Word of God. Why? That you may prosper and be successful. Well, why are you talking about this? I'm not. He is. That you may prosper and be successful. Verse 9, last one. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whither thosoever, wherever you go, wherever thou goest. Be strong, be courageous. Three times in four verses, he says, be strong, be courageous. Joshua needed a breakthrough and he needed it now. His spiritual father, his mentor, the shepherd, the one he had followed out of Egypt into an unknown land is dead. And he's trying to figure out, what am I going to do with my life? Because I used to know, and now I don't know what to do. And God says three times, be strong and be courageous. It took courage for David to fight a giant. It took courage for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to say, we won't bow. It took courage for Daniel to say, I don't care what the law is. If you've got to throw me to the lions, throw me to the lions. It took courage. Everything about your life requires courage. Now, granted, you probably won't bump into a nine-foot-tall giant with a big bronze sword that wants to fight you out here that you've got to try to kill with a slingshot, but you might come against uh, uh, something on the job site or something from the, the teacher at school sends a note home that says, little Johnny doesn't do this or doesn't do that, and he's probably this, and all of a sudden, all this doubt, fear, and angst, and anxiety, and everything you've ever heard on the news starts coming in your mind, but you need to meditate on the Word of God and be strong, be courageous, don't turn to the right, don't turn to the left, be strong be courageous it's your life we're talking about, you only get one then we go into eternity you think eternity is going to be bad, you're wrong it's going to be incredible but we want to get to heaven and turn in our earth suit and say I wore that one out Jesus give me that body you were telling me about we want him to say well done good and faithful servant We want Him to say, come into your reward. Store up your treasures in heaven. What are the treasures of God? The treasures of God is people. Get good at being a witness. God's given us a lot of favor lately. I was at the city council meeting the other day. They called and asked if we would, uh, uh, if, 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 if I could come pray for it, which was great, I guess. So I went and prayed for that. Today I get interviewed by a magazine uh, that's coming out. I don't know when it's coming out, but you know, they're asking questions. They're asking all these you know, community-oriented questions, which are great. And I said, well, I said, you know, the real power of God is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know what you want me to say, but I can tell you, if you want me to talk about anything other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, I would prefer that you just interview somebody else. Because I don't have enough time To be sitting here talking about nonsense. Jesus is really coming back. There's people that I trust that talk about it being real soon. I don't know. I know no man knows the hour. I get it. There's people talking about it real soon. I can tell you this much. With the stuff just that's transpired this week in, in, in national sports and things like that. Just the stuff this week. Our society has shifted again away from God. 
has shifted a little bit further where all of the people that, that, that talk and, and that, that are listened to, where the bulk of those voices are saying, you are wrong if you believe the Bible. Because let's just, let's just be honest. We're not talking about loving our neighbor right now. We're talking about right and wrong. There's no babies in here. Homosexuality is wrong. It is a choice. It is a decision. Now that does not mean that that person uh, uh, doesn't feel overwhelmingly whatever. The devil has his ways and he has his, his mark. So for some person, they might struggle with, with alcohol. So, so the, the enemy's going to come in all the time and hit him with alcohol. For another person, it might be drugs. For another person, it might be anger issues. For another person, it might be hatred. But, but homosexuality, it, it's the same thing. It goes in the same category. It, it's somebody who, who then sits there and the scripture says, for lack of knowledge... My people perish. So if you're taught from this young that you're wrong if you believe what the Bible says, guess what? When you get to be 15, 16, 18 years old and nobody's ever laid this foundation on the inside of you, then you're starting to think, you know what? I was wrong for thinking that. I need to be more tolerant. We don't need to be more tolerant. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody how to do their business, but I'm telling you, if that stuff starts coming on TV, I'll just get rid of the TVs. I don't care. If, they, if, they, if there was a thing in, the, in Houston, y'all give me just a minute. I'm going to stand on this soapbox. There's a thing in Houston where now they're trying to pass a bill that makes every bathroom in public schools unisex. I'm not doing it. I have lines. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not giving mine to the world. So what I'm saying is even this week, there's been a cultural shift in the atmosphere. I believe it was Ruth Graham that said, if God sooner or later doesn't bring judgment, then he will have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Because this is the direction that so many of the, the cultural things are going. But you're not called to be cultural. That doesn't mean, and I'm not, I don't mean in a negative sense, we can have different culture. What I'm telling you is you're called to not go to the right, and you're called to not go to the left. And the closer we get to the end of this thing, the more courage and the more tenacity it's going to take to walk the line and say, I understand what you say, and it even sounds like it makes sense, but it doesn't line up with this book, and I've made my decision, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to be courageous. It costs every one of the disciples their life, save a couple. You and me are in the last days. I wouldn't give a minute time to somebody that you're wondering if they they know the Lord or if they've ever been asked about their salvation. I'd pick up the phone tonight. What do you have to lose? Verse 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither thou, neither, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. Here's the deal. Your advancement is like with Joshua. When God needed somebody to take over the reins when Moses left, when Moses crossed over, he found a servant. In the kingdom of God, we serve our way to promotion. Number two. You've got to walk it out. He promised you where you put your feet, He'll give it to you. But you've got to take steps of faith. 
Number three, there's a specific place for you. There's a specific place and time for you that God's going to bring about all the things that He's put on the inside of you. There's a specific time for that. You try to do it too early, you'll fizzle out. You try to do it too late, God will get somebody else to do it. Nothing can stop you because God's with you. Meditate on God's Word. Keep it in the forefront of your mind and in your mouth. Be strong and be courageous, resolute, and unwavering. Three times in four verses he says this. I don't mean to get too heavy. But I sense we're losing people that we don't have to lose. I sense that there's not been there's not been as clear a distinction between God's people and people he says my people are a peculiar people that means there's something about them that stands out I would just say this and I I close with this this is Wednesday night are y'all okay close with this and it doesn't really apply to anybody in here I'm only saying this I guess for the people that listen on the internet if there's not something in your life that if somebody followed you around they would go oh yeah that's a Christian right there that's a disciple of Jesus that's a believer in God if there's not something in your life that shows that and make a change. We're coming to the end of this thing. We're at the 11th hour. We're at the 11th hour and 59 minutes. There's going to be a trumpet that sounds. And it's going to be great for us. We're out of here. Could you imagine looking back and seeing your neighbor? And your neighbor watching you fly up to meet Jesus. Screaming. Why didn't you tell me? You knew, you knew this was going to happen. Why didn't you tell me? What are you going to say? I wasn't brave. I wasn't courageous. Come on, y'all. We're the body of Christ. We're new creatures in Christ. Old things pass away. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We're the ambassadors that carry all the promises of God. Jesus came and gave us the keys to the kingdom. He destroyed and defeated death, hell, and the grave with the mighty strike of an inhaled breath in a rock hole that he walked out of on his own accord. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will build you up, raise you up, set you on a solid rock, and prepare a place for you in the presence of your enemies. There's nothing about God that is weak. There's nothing about your life that is weak in the moment, in the minute, at every opportunity. Get focused. Don't go right. Don't go left. Be brave. Be strong. Be courageous and stay the course because when he comes back, we want to have a whole herd of people with us going, I told y'all he was coming. Let's get up here and meet him. Your life is primed for revival. Your life is primed for breakthrough. And this is the season for it. Stand to your feet. I'm done. I'm done teaching.
Praise God. I'm glad I'm done teaching. <laughs> Let me pray a blessing on you and we'll be dismissed. Thank you for listening. For more information on Pastor Brian and New Heights Church, please visit www.newheightschurch.info. 